Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And it's another commonplace episode of Teacher Teacher Saves World. All right, so it's time for another commonplace episode. Commonplace, named after the... um, I'll say invention, the idea put forward by Erasmus, who was a Dutch philosopher and one of the greatest scholars of the Northern Renaissance. He recommended to people um, that they keep a commonplace book, is what he called them, which was a notebook of memorable quotations from their reading. Um, commonplaces, as they became uh, known, were fixtures in Renaissance schools and were viewed as necessary tools for the cultivation of an educated mind. So that's what we're trying to do with our commonplace episodes is we're pulling a quote from a book. So we're going back to our bookshelves and we're going through all the stuff that we underlined and we're pulling a quote that we would put in our commonplace. And then we talk about that quote what it means to us as parents of teenagers and teachers of teenagers. So today we are taking a quote from steel like an artist by Austin Kleon, and this book came out in 2012. So, Laura, you want to read the quote from uh, Steel Like an Artist? Sure. I love these little books. There's a little little square books that are like on the gift table yeah. as you're leaving Barnes & Noble. Um, so, Austin Kleon, the quote we pulled is, you are, in fact, a mashup of what you choose to let into your life. You are the sum of your influences. Yeah, and so, just like his books, these nice little compact book so is this quote nice little compact but but just incredible weight behind this one absolutely you are the sum of your influences and so when i when i came across this quote i thought about it on on two levels i thought personally i am the sum of my influences and it got me thinking about my influences right it got me thinking about about the people in my life that mm-hmm. influenced me. It got me thinking about the the art that I enjoy, the music that I listen to, the books that I read. It got me thinking about the classes that I've taken and the teachers that I've had, the sports that I've played, uh, the friends that I've had, the people that I've gotten to know over the years, uh, the places that I've visited. And, uh, and I really am, right? And I think we all are. I am all of those things all mashed up. Well, you know, part of what I like about the quote is it's what you choose to let into your life. Oh, totally. There's a a powerful phrase there and it's what you, and and of course with the internet, now we truly can choose what we let into our life. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot going in to these kids. So it is so hard, right? For teenagers. Um, I know we've told our own children and my students, the, the phrase, you are the company you keep. Um, so the people that surround you that you choose to be around will have an influence on you, good right. or bad. Right. And of course, it's much easier to say than do when you're a teenager because you, sometimes you just get swept up, right? But those kids that you see that are very curious and are digging for new music, digging for new celebrity artists, even makeup artists, um, I'm always intrigued by the kids that find, I had a kid this year that loved Marilyn Monroe movies. So she, really? she's she like some like, have you ever seen some like it hot Miss Jones? I was like, I, yeah, a long time ago. She's like, I love old movies. I love black and white movies. I like to get a bowl of popcorn. I like to sit down. And immediately I thought, okay, I love this kid, but now I think she's really interesting. I'm interested in you because you like black and white movies. 
right? That says something about a person. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's interesting. I think that again, like so many things there, there's two sides to everything. And in our current, everything is available age in a way that we never had, mm-hmm. right? Our, our ability to watch just about any television show or any movie ever made is instantaneous today. We're prior, you know, we could have known about movies or read about them, but our ability to see them or find a copy of them somewhere was, was really, really difficult. So that is, you know, we also, we also used to be bound by by geography, right? Like we, we talk a lot about how you grew up in Hawaii. I grew up in Southern California and our memories of cultural um, events, more like music and, and, and bands and those kind of things, mm-hmm. they don't line up. They don't line up. Even though we're exactly the same age and we graduated yep. at the same time, we went through school the same, you know, I'll remember something as happening, you know, like, oh, this was my favorite song in eighth grade. And Lori will say, well, like that was her sophomore year of high oh, school. Yeah. We, in Hawaii, we were two years behind with everything. Yeah. And in fact, we had a friend, Barry, who was kind of our punk rock one of the heads of our punk rock crew in, in Waikiki and he would fly to LA and he would buy albums, leather, manic panic, hair dye, cassette tapes, zines, and he'd bring them all back and he'd sell them out of his, like his dad's little store. And that's how we got it. Now it did bring us all together. It wasn't at our fingertips. We had to work really hard to get to the music and what we loved. So Barry was definitely an influence on your life, right? Barry was incredible. Because he, you just happened to be friends with somebody who was out there curating yes. the things that you liked. And so you were able to get exposed to things that if you were just, if you didn't know Barry and you were living in Hawaii, you might've never known. He shaped a lot of our influences. Those things. But, but kids today don't have those kind of boundaries. No. Right? Now they also don't have the boundaries of the bad stuff. Right. I mean, that's, and that's, right? that's the other side uh, of the equation, right? Is, yep. you know, here's another thing and I always kind of lament and I know it's, it's, you know, whatever, it's music, but for those of us that love music, it's music. Um, you know, we grew up really being shaped and influenced by those older than us because we did not have instant access to the music that we wanted to listen to. Mm-mm. So if we were home, it was the radio or it was our parents or maybe older siblings, but both of us are the oldest. Um, so it was, for me, it was my dad's record collection. So I have a real strong connection to, you know, music Dan. from the sixties and seventies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got a, I got a soft spot for soft rock, man. I, you know, yacht rock just kind of melts my heart. You there know? we go. And, um, well, my parents were older, so I, that was not my influence. Yeah. What'd you have? They were Elvis, but they had that, oh, yeah. that real to real, like our, Oh, we had one of those too. Hi-fi or yeah. stereo. And, and it was, it was the old way to sort of take a bunch <laughs> of albums and put them onto, you know, that was the, you know, that was the old version of like ripping your CDs oh into God. the, yeah. So much work. Oh yeah. But we, we, our parents had a much greater influence on us because we did not have access to everything yeah. that is available to our teens today. And, they have instant access to anything that they want yeah. through their through their cell phones, through their Chromebooks, their iPads, whatever they've they've got connected to the internet. And that part that makes me sad a little bit that well, they don't have that sort of strong knowledge of what came before them. Yeah, I mean, 
some do, you know, if they have parties and maybe like their uncles all play oldies or, you know, they have a like, oh, they love Earth, Wind and Fire because my uncles always come over on the weekends and we play Earth, Wind and Fire or they'll, you know, some have a little bit of that. But um, I think it's more, I hate to say more, you know, this goes with our cell phone episode, more bad is coming in sometimes than good. Yeah. And you are, you know, uh, I wanted to quote the new show we're watching, Outer Banks. <laughs> I thought it went with this. You're quoting. Outer, I'm, I'm going to quote Outer Banks. You're going you're gonna to bring so Outer Banks into a discussion about curating. <laughs> because. I can't believe that you just like told okay. the world that I'm watching Outer now, Banks listen, with you. Because, right, Toby came to me and, and he's like, I'm watching this Outer Banks and I really like it. Anytime Toby shares something with me, I got to just grab onto it so I can connect. And it's, you know, like a bunch of kids that live in like a beach town and. That's all Carolinas. fine and dandy. You just did okay. not need to bring it but, into this episode. But anyway, episode. I thought this was a very poignant quote from all one right. of the Leeds dads. Said, um, "You hang out with trash, you get dirty." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good? You, you could have just said that so, and not bring it. And Outer it came Banks. from Outer Banks on Netflix. Oh my god! But um, well, we read too. We really do. But we gotta oh. want. We gotta keep up with the kids. My credibility just went <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> Can't believe that. So don't hang out with trash. You got to have some good stuff yes, in there, right? You, you got to be it. You makes you an interesting person. I always tell my students, "Hey, if you envision your future husband or wife, is one of the qualities in them you want them to be able to really scroll well on their phone?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, I'm just saying if all you do is scroll on your phone and just take content in and you don't create anything, that doesn't make you an interesting person." Yeah. Right? It doesn't some net you don't want to latch onto just a person that just scrolls on their phone. So the people that are digging in and surrounding themselves with uh, picking up the guitar, learning a new language, um, learning finances, like my students that were reading nonfiction on how to build wealth when they're 17, interesting people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, guys, these are the people you need to hang out with. These yeah, are so, the influences. So how do we, because I, I agree, I think, you know, maybe the power of that, of that quote was the, the implication that we are personally responsible, right? That we need to, like a curator of a museum, this is a thoughtful process. We're putting together a collection of art that's, that defines who we are. And it's not just art, it's we're surrounding ourselves with the right people that we want to be influences on us. We're listening to the podcasts or the music or whatever it is. We're watching the movies. We're reading the books. We're, we're visiting the places. We're learning the skills. We're, we're assembling who we are by what we surround ourselves with. Yeah. And, and, and the access that we have to all of those influences is greater now than ever before. It is. It's instantaneous. It's instant. You don't have to drive down to the record store. You don't need to go dig in and, and get all the change out of the couch and, and mow a few lawns before you could actually go and get it or, or wait, wait by the radio with your blank tape. I did that. And wait for that song to come on. And then hopefully you hit record. But of course, you know, the DJ was going to talk all over Shut it. Shut up, DJ. Oh, man. Then you got to wait for it to play again. But now they just, they just go on YouTube or they just yeah. go on, you know, whatever, you know, streaming Spotify or Apple music or whatever yeah. they have a subscription to yeah. and it's instant. Yeah. And it's cute. You know, if I play something off Spotify in my classroom, they'll be like, what's that playlist? You know, cause mm-hmm. you can share on Spotify and right. 
then there was a share a pl- playlist with me. And, you know, you feel like, oh, we're curating each other's little art world here, you know? Yeah. So but, how do we, how do we, how do we build that intentionality into, into them? How do we, how do we influence them to be purposeful in their curation? How much do ooh. we want to, is it about, about just building that sense of responsibility and letting them know that, you know, this idea that they are, you know, the, the, the things that they surround themselves with and the, and the things that they choose to digest. Do we, do we try to, do we try to sneak some things into their collection? Do we try to drag some things into their field of vision? Educators and teachers, we have, it's all about exposure. You know, we have to expose them to things that they have no idea of. And we've kind of talked about this before. Um, You know, the, uh, in class the the other day when we were in class, I talked about just voiceover work. I said, you know, we're just three hours North of LA. Some of you guys have brilliant voices. Do you know, there's a whole industry of voiceover work, like people that do the sounds in a busy restaurant when the two leads are talking at a table. That's Mm -hmm. not the people sitting in the restaurant. That's voiceover actors. You know, they're like, what? You know, these things they don't know about. Yeah. Well, that is, I mean, it's definitely some of, one of our, our biggest sort of responsibility as teachers, right, is, is to expose, is, we are curators, aren't we? We are. We are the ones that are really, truly selecting the pieces yes. that they're going to read, the, the problems that we're going to do. So in a way, we are sort of, we are the curators that are, you know, bringing things together and putting them in front of the teenagers and hopefully sparking some fires. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, 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 um, making them, you know, sort of like, Ooh, perk up and like, Oh, that's cool. What is this all about? Yeah. I, I never heard about this. And then maybe it, it, it encourages them to sort of begin a journey of exploration of their own. Yeah. And to allow them to do it mm-hmm. and say, once again, you can love your families, but not want to live their lives. I think that is such a powerful sentiment that they are artistic, creative. They want to do a little more. They still love their families and go to the family gatherings and do that. But it's okay if they want to live a different life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a hard one for them to wrangle with. Yeah. 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 Well, but what do you do when they listen to horrible music? Oh my God, there was horrible music in mom's backyard today. Her neighbors were playing the most filthy. I said, my mom is 85 and we're trying to have a visit. And I'm here and I can't even say it. Yeah. That's, Lond- that's the one thing that it just. London's cracking up because mom's like, what? What, what was that? We're like, mom, you don't want to know. We're all women. It wasn't too positive towards us. Um, but you know that, and, and we are, you know, we like music that is edgy. I'm not saying that we're not, we're not prudes, but man, the filth. That's so bad. It, I know it's a bad thing. So bad. It's just pure negativity. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like an old lady. But man, what if that's in your ear 24-7, right? I know it pumps the athletes up. They all want to listen to this hard, yeah. hardcore music. That's just, that's the one thing I just, I'm so behind. I just can't. That's why you got to get in that Duran Duran, Tears for Fears, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> get in that good stuff. Yeah. What about old Madonna? Ooh. The Bangles. Yeah. I make them listen to it all in room 202, I'm telling you. All right. You. So adults, let's go out there and let's encourage some positive curation. Let's let's ourselves curate some positive things. Let's surround them with beauty. Let's take them places and expose them to good things. And hopefully, hopefully it catches on. All right. Until next time. 
We'll see you in a commonplace episode.